there. Uh, we're just going to skip the intro this evening. Um, grab a drink. Or if you're doing something where you can't grab a drink, um, do whatever else makes you happy right now. <laughs> um, it's been a little while since you and I have talked. And that's one of the reasons for this uh, this moment together. Today, I'm recording this on September 30th of 2020, and uh, as of today, it's officially the 16th birthday of podcasts. Yep, um, at least the way that history accounts for it, 16 years ago today, we can thank Adam Curry and Dave Weiner for setting us up in what is commonplace today. Uh, if I had continued down the road that those two guys uh, originally started paving, uh, about a year later, I did my own first podcast, and uh, it would be about 15 years that I would have been podcasting. Um, that's a story, well, if I haven't already talked about that, which who knows, uh, I don't ever really listen back to any of the podcasts that I've ever done, um, other than to edit them and to mix them. Uh, anyway, we'll get to that in a second, because before I tell you that, I wanted to say congratulations, if he gets a chance to hear this. Uh, congratulations to an old friend, a uh, guy I haven't talked to in a while, but who was responsible, really the, the catalyst for me to even do my very first podcast back in 2005, 2006, Mr. Dave Jackson, who originally was of the Musicians Cooler podcast and now I believe runs the School of Podcasting, uh, schoolofpodcasting.com. Uh, I believe that today he won People's Choice for Best Tech Podcast, and uh, that doesn't surprise me one bit. He, For me, he is my podfather, the, the guy who really got me excited about podcasting. Uh, probably the second podcast I ever listened to right after Adam Curry would have been Dave Jackson and the Musician's Cooler Podcast. And that got me to thinking, well, if that guy can do it, I've got a studio here. I might as well do one of those myself. And uh, yeah, a story we'll talk about in just a little bit. Think about why I'm putting this off and putting this off. I actually have a little bit of an outline uh, because for me, I can ramble. And if you've listened to anything I've done the last 20 years, you know that I can ramble. Um, anyway, so tonight, obviously, well, tonight I'm talking. It's September the 30th. This will be uh, October the 1st when you're hearing this, if you get it the day it comes out. And uh, we're just going to talk. Uh, like I said, grab a drink. We might be here for a few minutes. And um, the last podcast that I put out was about six months ago. Uh, I did a three-podcast short series that I put, depending on if you're listening to this, in the Faders Jocks feed or the Dial-A-Drummer feed. Uh, I did three episodes on COVID-19, just as things were really getting rolling. Well, uh, I decided after I did those, 
and just saw where the world was going. At first, I gave myself 30 days. I said, you know what? For 30 days, you're not going to say anything or do anything. We're just going to wait this thing out and see where this goes. Well, at the end of 30 days, uh, seeing where things went, I went, you know what? I'm going to wait for six months. Because in six months, life may go right back to what it was before. And if it goes back to what it was before, you know, it would have been a lot of wasted effort, a lot of wasted time. Uh, Not that this is ever wasted by doing this kind of thing, but at least the time that I have with you, everybody's time's limited. I know your time's limited. You've only got so much time. And even though I like to talk a lot, I know that you have a finite amount of time to listen. So I thought instead of eating up Uh, your bandwidth and the internet airwaves with me going on and on and on talking about all the things that worry us. You know, I'm going to take six months and I'm just going to figure out life for myself and see where this thing is going because at the time, no one had a clue. Most of us were hopeful that this was very temporary, that we were going to, you know, have maybe about six weeks of being locked down and then life would go right back to what it had been. That was my hope. That was the hope of a lot of people, especially people in this particular business, the the business of music and audio, uh, recording and production, creative arts, both in the audio and the video space and in the performance arts, especially with musicians. We all had hoped that this was going to go back to what we knew pretty quickly. But what we found out uh, is that things will not be going back to normal or any real semblance of what we think of as normal probably ever. So the question that, that I started asking myself about a month in, after all the gigs went away, every live gig that I had to play between the time that the COVID lockdown started through the end of the year immediately went away. No more gigs. And at least for the first couple of months, most people decided that they didn't want to really record. So I had a few lean months there where I I was really thinking, is this the end of what I've spent almost the last 30 years of my life working towards? Is everything that I've honed my, uh, my crafts to do, whether it's drumming or engineering or producing or uh, any of the other creative things I do, including video now, is this all coming to an end? Would I have to get a job a real job, as my mom likes to call it, at the Home Depot down the street from my house. Was this the end of everything that I'd come to know at this point? And there were a lot of things about that moment in time that brought back a ton of insecurity. Let me go back to 2006-ish when I started doing the Music Pro Show podcast. After hearing Dave Jackson, after hearing Adam Curry, after hearing uh, Leo Laporte with the Twit podcast, 
I thought, you know what? I've got a voice. I've got something to say, and I've got ideas that I'd like to talk about with other people. And so I started the Music Pro Show. Now, if I'm being honest, it was also in answer to an insecurity that I had because the thing that I was hearing from so many places, not just about podcasting, but by uh, about writing books, about any number of different endeavors, was that one of the ways that you could become known as an expert in your field was to write a book about that particular topic or that that field of of study that that career path that you'd taken and and the line that people were starting to toe was if you want to become known as a leader among the people in your industry podcasting is the way to get that started and at the time in 2006 uh, I was only what about maybe eight years into my journey seven eight years of my journey as a studio owner and as a, a producer for hire i'd only been doing studio sessions and and professional drumming for a little over a decade at that point i certainly didn't feel like an expert but this idea that i could put together a podcast and i could talk about things and talk to other people about things and that over time people would come to to trust what i had to say and that would make me an expert that that seemed like a way to uh quell those insecurities and hopefully get to a point where i felt actually good about myself and what i knew how to do so that that was one of those inflection points where my insecurities were really they were at a fever pitch and podcasting seemed to be the way that i could um maybe tamp that down a little bit and maybe eventually get rid of it and i did that for 30 plus episodes and a, a lot of you that maybe within the sound of my voice right now may have heard those episodes and i'm really proud of those at some point uh, we'll find a way to put the uh, most of those back up they still exist in one form or another but then flash forward to around 2015 i believe it was and i restarted after years of not being the host of a podcast but years of producing podcasts for other people for corporate clients and church clients and other kinds of artistic clients, whether it was musicians or comedians or screenwriters or any number of other people, and being a behind-the-scenes person in podcasting. I decided to get back out there, and I started the Fader Jocks podcast, the one you're probably listening to now, if you're listening from the feed at faderjocks.com, and I figured I would experiment. I'd do a few episodes and see if I could rekindle my fire for for doing podcasting but you know even in 2015 in 16 years of being a studio owner and an audio engineer for hire and a producer for hire and and many more years than that as a working freelance professional drummer i still had a lot of insecurities and so Fader Jocks was, was twofold. Number one, it was, <clears throat> again, that idea of by doing podcasting, then uh, you would be seen as, as an expert in your field. If it was a successful podcast and people listened to it, and especially given the guests that were on that first short run of episodes, 
the idea was, well, you know, not only pick people that were my friends, but people that I felt were a lot higher up the food chain in this industry so that maybe it would elevate my position and, and at least in the minds of other people. And when I started doing fader jocks, it really was sort of patterned after, if you're familiar at all, if you're familiar with uh, Lewis Howe's School of Greatness podcast, if you listen really close, you can see where I modeled those episodes uh, using that podcast as a template. And I, I enjoyed those episodes. I enjoyed doing them, certainly. Um, I did listen back to those to try and make sure that I was heading the right direction. But overall, to me, it just felt like I was trying to do someone else's version of their podcast and not the podcast. It was really my voice. So I put it down and I figured at some point I will figure out what it is I want to do with this thing. And uh, the closest that I probably came was, uh, I guess it was maybe last year when we did uh, we did the episode, you and I did the episode together about being a sound guy to church. That was probably the closest that I've come to, to really creating the type of podcast that I want to put out into the world. Something that was just it was educational, informative, maybe a little entertaining, um, and that more than anything was just motivating. It, it gave you some ideas for some alternative path you may not have thought of, or if you're thinking about going in that direction, maybe give you some inspiration to go headlong in that direction. And uh, the thing that I, again, just... I keep going back to my insecurities. And as long as I've been doing this, I mean, this is my job. Not podcasting per se, but um, creating, being a professional creative, whether it's playing music, recording music and audio, producing music and audio, and now video, this is what I do. And still, I have these insecurities. So even after doing that, episode on you know being a sound guy or a, a av coordinator for for a church i still kind of sat with that going you know that kind of stuff it's in my wheelhouse it's definitely something i know about but do people really want to hear this is this worth someone's time is it worth your time i don't know that i bothered to ask you if it was worth your time probably the first mistake i made i probably could have asked so again, I just kind of set this thing aside. I do that sometimes when when I'm uncertain. Instead of making decisions that I don't think will, will pan out well or just spinning my wheels on something that makes me unhappy, I'll just sit with it for a while until the thing comes to me that seems like the right direction. Now, when I do find the right direction, anybody that has worked with me in any capacity will tell you, uh, when it comes to my business... I may sit and really contemplate for a long time, but once I actually get that spark of an idea that sets me in the right direction, I'm there. I'm full tilt. I'm full speed ahead. The gas pedal is always to the floor. Well, then April comes around, and, and I'm looking going, maybe all of this was luck. 20 plus years of doing something professionally maybe it's not that I was really good at it I just got really lucky for a long time because even before COVID hit there were things that were happening 
uh, in my career life where I, I started seeing the end of one streak, you know, a very long streak of success and uh, a period of, I'm not going to say hibernation, but let's just say that activity for a little while, even right before COVID, was a little slower than I'd seen in a, in a long time. So I'm thinking, you know, the imposter syndrome kicks in and I'm thinking, man, maybe I was just really lucky for a long, long time. Maybe my, maybe there's no skill here at all. Maybe there's all this training that I'm doing is really just a placebo effect, you know, between all the lessons I've taken, all the practice I've done, all the classes, all the courses, all the actual paid work. You know, I mean, you learn something with every project that you work on. You learn something, you hone your craft with everything. And I thought maybe I've just been really damn lucky for more than 20 years. So in the spirit of that imposter syndrome, after those three COVID episodes, I just told myself, you know what? We're just going to wait six months. We're going to see. If I'm working at Home Depot six months from now and I'm having to sell off all my gear and get out of this business and this was wonderful while it lasted, but I'm on to some other chapter, then I can let the podcasts go. I can let the gear go. I can let the work go. I can let my ego go. I can let all of this stuff go and uh, and just be whatever it is I'm going to be next. Because, uh, you know, the only reason that I'm a drummer is because people hire me to play on stuff, you know, gigs or sessions or whatever. The only reason that I'm an audio engineer is people hire me to do it. Um, the only reason I'm a producer is people hire me to do it. The only reason that I'm a, to do anything with videos is well, people hire me to do it. And at that point, after those COVID episodes came out, that's really kind of where I was at. I'm like... Oh, well, I only these things because somebody hires me to do them. And when they don't hire me to do them, I guess that means I'm not a drummer. I'm not a musician. I'm not a songwriter. I'm not an audio engineer. I'm not a producer. I'm none of those things because nobody's hiring me to do them. I mean, that's, that's the way that my brain works. And honestly, uh, with some of the people in some of the scenes I've been a part of, that's a popular sentiment. If somebody's not doing it for a living and they're not getting hired, they're not getting the calls, they must not be very good. But then something happened and I'm going to do something I've never, ever done before. Never. Now, if you paid attention to anything that I do the last several years, you know that most every morning I get up and I write what's called morning pages. If you've read Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way, the first big exercise that she gives you to do and that you're expected to do for the rest of your life, I think, is uh, this practice of, of artists' morning pages. And if you've not read that book, it's worth getting. I, I've bought copies of that book for people. I've given them away to people through my Facebook uh, videos and other things I've put out, giveaways, you know, where people have signed up for mail lists. I've given these books. I love this book. This book, uh, in a lot of ways, is the only thing that has kept me sane, especially the last five years. So on June the 25th, after, you know, another month of all of these feelings, I sat down and I wrote, and I'm, I'm going to read you these three pages. My wife has never seen a single page I've written 
in my morning pages. I've never read her anything. Uh, I've never told my friends what I put in my morning pages. I've never shared in confidence with a single person the things that I've written, but I wrote something on that particular day that changed my thinking. I don't know where this really came from, and that's the great thing about morning pages is the idea is that you tap into this place inside you that you didn't know was there, but you needed to know was there. And all of the things that you think you're trying to become, you find out you already are. You're just one of the last ones to get the memo. So I'm going to read. This is three pages, but it's a really important three pages. I'm going to read it to you. And I appreciate you for sitting and listening. I hope you get something from this. This will be the first and the last time I ever do this because uh, some of the stuff that I write in my morning pages, it's deep and it's embarrassing sometimes because of the honesty. Uh, But it's that honesty that got me to this point. Several weeks of writing about my feelings got me to what I wrote on 62520. So here we go. I had all sorts of stuff to write about before I actually sat down to write now. And now I'm writing about having nothing to write about. The day actually started around 4 a.m. when I woke up and I could not go back to sleep. So like any normal person, I started going over the circle of fifths in my head, which led to quizzing myself on how many key signatures I could remember how many scales I could play in my mind. Well, that only lit my brain on fire. And by 5 a.m., I was downstairs practicing piano. I even learned three new chords, which if I played them in order, could actually become the basis of a song. It felt like a real breakthrough. And from listening to Alan Watts for the past week or so, and Alan Watts, if you don't know, is a philosopher, scholar, you just... Go to YouTube and you can you can look up Alan Watts, A L A N W A T T S, I believe. There's a ton of his lectures on on YouTube. So I was listening to him at this point for a little over a week. It says, I've learned a few things. Number one, a light bulb cannot light or illuminate itself, mainly because it doesn't even know that it's a light bulb. And number two, if you want to make any change in your life, especially a permanent one, you cannot make a grand announcement about it to yourself because by nature, we generally set out to sabotage ourselves. It's just the mode or the lane that we're in. So you must take the sly man approach and just do it. That's Alan Watts's term, not mine, the sly man approach. You don't think about doing it. You don't plan to do it. You don't build elaborate scaffolding around doing it. You don't make any big deal about doing it. You don't even have a powwow with yourself internally about what it looks like, feels like, or what will result. Just do the thing and move on. In his observations... Those who are, just simply do. Drummers play drums. Producers produce. Musicians play and create music. 
So that's why light bulbs are light bulbs. I got something wrong a very long time ago. You're not a musician or a songwriter or an engineer or an artist because you're masterful or even quote unquote good at something. You are something because you do it. Becoming a master or functionally good at anything comes as a result of doing. It's not a destination, but rather a result. I always thought I'd call myself a drummer when I was a master of the drums. I decided internally that I would accept myself as an engineer and a producer when I was so good at it that the rest of the world acknowledged I was at that destination. I wouldn't become an engineer or a drummer or a producer until enough people trusted me to be that for them. But actually, I become trusted when someone sees that I've been doing this thing for a long time and they've seen and heard or experienced the result of my doing and they want me to do the same for them. I don't become a drummer or an engineer or producer in that moment. I simply become that person's drummer or engineer or producer. He or she or they pick me for their recording or their live gig or their creative project because I already am that. And this person or this group of people decide to have me do what I already know how to do for that particular instance or period of time. I didn't make a light bulb become a light bulb when I turned on the power switch. The light bulb already was a light bulb. I simply allowed it to do the thing it does and experience the results of that by flipping the light bulb's power switch. Now, until I flip that switch, the light bulb is simply an unused, unilluminated light bulb. To me, the user, the experiencer, whether it's packaged on a shelf or it's on its own sitting on a tabletop or it's sitting in the receptacle of a light fixture, it's always a light bulb. It only becomes more effective as a light bulb by pulling it off the shelf, taking it out of its packaging, and placing it into a receptacle so that it can be illuminated once the power switch for the electricity is flipped into the on position. So for me, I became a drummer over 35 years ago. I became a quote-unquote professional drummer around age 18 when people started paying me to play gigs. I became a you know, self-titled professional freelance session drummer when people regularly started paying me to record drums for them. Same with the engineering and the producing and the teaching and the songwriting and everything else that I do. My practice my study and my desire to improve only increases my abilities and my knowledge about what I'm doing. They only help hone my craft and refine my skills. They only put more tactics and strategies and artistic options into my proverbial toolbox. Therefore, I am a creator when I create. 
I'm an artist when I use the skills I have, pair them with the emotions I experience, and channel all of that into an expression of my existence in this moment. At this point in the continuum of the history of our universe. Now, whether my artistic results, my creative output is any good, is purely a subjective matter for someone else to decide for themselves. And even if one person doesn't like what I create, that doesn't mean I'm not the artist I thought myself to be. It only means that my creative output was not suited for the personal tastes of that particular person. That person doesn't allow me to be an artist or a drummer, producer, an engineer, songwriter, a videographer, a writer of any sort. They don't allow me to be. I am something because it's what I do. That is directly from the three pages that I wrote on June 25th of this year. There's a place inside of me that knows who I am. And it knows what I am, even when I don't. And that's what I learned that day. And ever since, I have to keep trying to check in with that that thing inside me, that person inside me, that subconscious being inside me that knows who I am and what I am. I have to check in with it, and, and that's where I get my validation from. It's not the external anymore. It's just not. It's not from being able to say, you know, whether or not I was nominated for a Grammy or, or won any awards or had any accolades. That That's not it. And to be honest with you, with COVID and the downturn in the industry, I'm grateful that I've been able to continue to work in you know some capacity. It's it's not nearly the volume of work that I was that I've been used to all these years, but it's it's sustained us. We're still in this house. I still have this studio. Uh, I haven't needed to sell anything off to pay the light bill. Now that's not to say that it, this isn't a struggle for me. It's not to say that, you know, that I'm, I'm cured now. I wrote that and I'm cured. No, I have to keep checking in with that part of myself that knows who I am and knows what I am and knows what I do. And, and the difference is I know that that's there now. And I know that that's where I can go to get whatever validation that it is that the Brian in the present needs. And so... Um, Last week, I really spent a lot of the week thinking about, well, what am I going to do when I get back into podcasting? Am I going to commit to this? Is this something I'm going to do? What What are you going to do? And what format are you going to do? You're going to have guests. You're going to, you know, whether it's dial a drummer or fader jocks, or, or if I decide to do something completely different, what are you going to do? And and I just decided, you know, I'm going to start here. I'm going to start with being transparent. I'm going to start with being honest with you and sharing my feelings, sharing my journey with you, and restart my podcasting, both with Fader Jocks and with Dial-A-Drummer. Not from the standpoint of, I need a vehicle to become or to uh, be thought of as an expert. At this point, 
25 years of doing this professionally, more than 25 really, if I think back to the first time I ever got paid to do any of this stuff. I'm a professional because people pay me to do this and have for a long time. I'm skilled and I'm knowledgeable because I'm the eternal student. And I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly looking for new things to practice. I'm constantly looking for new tools to learn how to use, to do my job better or faster or in a different way or with a different, um, a different slant, a different tilt. I get better every day because I strive to get better every day. I strive to learn something new every day. I strive to make the results of the thing I'm working on now better than the thing I worked on yesterday. And uh, so I don't need to do this podcast to be your expert. I don't know that you need me to be your expert. I think that you need me to be your friend because, you know, I I could have used a friend... (laughs) to have gotten me to this point a lot sooner than I have, you know, to have someone to talk with, to talk to, to have someone to share ideas with, someone to bounce things off of so that I could sort out what's what. And uh, and going forward, that's what that's what Fader Jocks and Dialer Drummer both are going to become. If I'm talking with a particular person in either the recording audio industry or in the drum industry, or really any industry. If I'm talking to someone, uh, it's not just to glean whatever I can glean from their expertise. And it's certainly not to align my star with theirs so that uh, maybe we both shine bright together. Uh, If that happens, that's wonderful. But what it really is for is there's something that that person knows Uh, either from what they've studied or where they've been, the work they've done, the experiences they've had. There's something about their journey that's helpful. There's a question in my mind that that person can answer. And by sitting and talking with that person, those answers naturally and organically will come to, to the surface, and in the end, my hope is that not only will I learn something, that you'll be able to learn something useful too. Uh, if, if we can entertain you, then that's a bonus. I hope we can, uh, that some of it can be entertaining. Because frankly, if, if you're going to get any good at anything, there's a high amount of tedium. There, there's so much tedious <laughs> detail work if you're going to get, that's the other, I think the other reason why I really want to do this is because I know there are people out there that are not looking for a silver bullet. They're not looking for the magic potion that's going to suddenly make them world famous or that's going to uh, win them some kind of award or accolade or have them you know, be the next hip thing or If you're listening to the sound of my voice and if you're listening to the conversations that I'm having with the people that I have on this podcast, it's because you're doing the hard work. You're doing the tedious work and you're wanting to know what's next. What's the next thing that I need to do? Not not what is the one thing I need to do. Not what is the shortcut that I can take, but rather 
where I am in my journey, what is one more thing that I can glean, one more piece of knowledge, one more experience that I can live vicariously through someone else that will help me go one step further in the journey that I'm on. Because we're all on a journey. We're all on this continuum toward some uncertain future. And there really is no destination. All we have is the journey. And ultimately, when we zoom out, all of our journeys are really very similar. So what do I want Fader Jocks to be for me? I want it to be a place where I can come and get these salient ideas from my brain out through my mouth into some tangible form that's useful. Because just me talking about them actually reinforces it for me. And me sharing it with you, it's it's sort of that old adage that a teacher learns best uh, any subject by turning around and teaching that thing that they've learned. The more that you teach that thing, the better you're going to get with it. You know, the more reps you have with it. So talking about this stuff, talking about it in this way, it makes my life better. It makes me better at my job. It makes me better at my art. It makes me better at my my role as a student. And in talking with the people that I'll talk with going forward, that's the hope that we're going to propel all of that stuff forward one step at a time. And yes, sometimes it's tedious. Yes, sometimes it's boring. Yes, sometimes it's discouraging. But that's part of the journey because the triumphs come as a result of the disappointments. You can't have one without the other. The last six or seven months have been one disappointment after another, but they've also been one triumph after another. Triumphs. I want to share this one with you because it's what helped put things into perspective for me in this moment in time. So last week, I spent the majority of my week working on a project. And if you follow any of my socials, you you saw things leak out in, in the beginning of the week. And then by the end of the week, it was pretty dang obvious what I was working on. So maybe about a month ago, I was having a conversation with an entertainment attorney who was just starting a brand new management and uh, promotions company. She just happened to mention that they were trying to do some live stream concerts, actual live concerts streamed into studio movie grills around the country. And as I normally do when I'm talking with people throughout my day, I'm always looking for the place where I can take friction out of someone else's life, the place where I can be of assistance to them so that they can have one less thing to worry about that day. And immediately, my question to her was, well, have you already hired a production team to handle the actual job, you know, the actual production, the audio and the video for these concerts. Do you already have somebody lined up for that? And she said, no, not not really. And this conversation uh, was early in, I guess, early in their journey in setting these things up. And I said, well, you just happen to be talking with someone who uh, had has assembled a team that can do everything and more that you need and have been doing it for a very, very long time. And I gave her a little bit of my history with live streaming. I gave her a little bit of the history of the guys on my team, not only with live streaming, but with broadcast media, particularly with live television. 
And, and I, I just told her, I said, let me send you a sizzle reel of some of the projects that we've worked on over the last 10 years, uh, both for corporate clients and for music clients and other creative clients. I'll send you a sizzle reel. You can get an idea of what we can do for you. And I would really love to be able to handle this for you so that you wouldn't have any concerns at all about this part of it. You could focus your attention on other aspects of making this thing successful. So long story short, I had my partner in these these particular kinds of projects, put the sizzle reel together, sent it over to them. They loved it. We started having our discussions. And so last week, we did our very first one of those. We're, we're live streaming uh, John Driscoll Hopkins live from his studio with a six-piece band. Yeah, six-piece band. Um, and eight cameras. And all of it was live on the floor right to a whole bunch of studio movie grills across the southeast, as far up as Chicago, and I think as far out as Texas. And it was it was incredibly successful. Uh, there's always things that I think can be better about work that I do. There's always things that I encourage the guys I work with to try and find that can be better. But I tell you what, what we did in the limited amount of time and the limited amount of budget that we had to work with and the limited crew we had to work with because of COVID was heads and shoulders above most anything I've seen from almost anybody doing the exact same thing. And uh, at some point, I had to I had to check my reality. I'm not new to this game. I'm not new to the world of audio engineering. I'm not new to the world of live streaming. I'm not new to the world of audio video production. I've been doing this a long time. And who am I working with? Not only am I working with someone who um, who I've been friends with for a really long time. John and I have been, you know, we've been friends and and rolling around in the same circles for more than 20 years at this point. We're not barbecue buddies. You know, he didn't hang out on my, on my back deck, but um, we see each other occasionally and we're always friendly. And uh, there've been a few nights when we've sat at the bar for more than a couple of hours, just <laughs> swapping stories and catching up with each other. And uh, back in the day when we were really young, a lot of late nights and a lot of, uh, uh, rowdy bars playing music, and I had to I had to check my reality and go, look who you're working with, in terms of the artist and the the caliber of musicianship was really really top notch. Look at who you're working with on the production side of things, the caliber of technical people that you're working with, camera people, video producers, the caliber of crew that you've got to work with is dang near second to none. Uh, so yeah, this is what you do, Brian. You know, if, if you're waiting for somebody to pin you with this nice little ribbon of you're now an expert, that's never going to happen. You've got to look at the work you're doing. Who are you working with? What kind of project are you working on? And then look at the results of the project and use that as your barometer. That's where you're at. Now get out of your head. Stop you know, pissing and moaning about, uh, you know, life and what it is or what it isn't and what it should have been and realize you're doing what you do. You are the best version of yourself right here in this moment. 
working on this project with these people, this is the best version of yourself. You're there, man. You're there. Stop looking into the future for the one day when people will finally decide that you're not an imposter anymore because you're not, a, you're not an imposter. You're doing this. So it's because of, of what I wrote on June 25th that I was able to look at that. And I didn't look at it like, boy, you're the best. Nobody's better. You're number one. Uh, no, it was just a good, it was a good reality check. Man, you're doing this. You don't have to strive to do this. You're doing this. Put, put your best effort into it. Use all of your experience, all of your knowledge. Bring everything from the last 20 years to that day. And use it to do your best work. Stay in the moment. And if you can stay in the moment and just do what you do without being all in your head about it, you're going to be all right. And, uh, and, and that's the way it turned out. And so that's what's got me to, to being really fired up about doing this podcast again. And making time every week to sit down with other people who do these things and who are really good at doing them and and finding what is it that I need to talk to that person about? What knowledge, what experience, what questions can they answer? What's so valuable and so singularly them that I've got to talk to them? And that's what I want to present to you going forward. So all that being said, uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you're a dial a drummer listener, there's uh, a few back episodes that have already hit the can, a few that are maybe a year and a half old at this point. You're going to be getting those soon. But more than that, uh, the plan is on a, on a weekly basis to put this content out for you and, and share these ideas with you and encourage you and let you know that uh, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. You just have to do what you do and be who you are. And that's all I got for you today. If you made it this far, I really appreciate your time. If you got something out of this, please, by all means, do me two favors. Share it with a friend, whether you you do it through a text message or an email or on your social media. Share this with at least one friend who you feel needs it. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, if you just happen to see this because I posted about it and you're not subscribed, using whatever mechanism that you listen to your podcast with, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever, hit subscribe. And if there's a place that you can leave a review, please leave a review for the podcast. Going forward, as uh, we kick back in doing these episodes on a regular basis, that's what drives the almighty algorithm so that more and more people find out about what I'm doing here with you um, on Dial-A-Drummer and Fader Jocks, depending on which feed you're listening to right now. So that's all I got for you. It's October the 1st. Uh, today is the first day of the rest of your life and whatever crazy stupid cliches i can think of thank you for letting me be who i am for you uh in front of you and thank you for being very accepting because uh uh yeah i'm a little quirky and uh i I, i'm only now beginning to embrace that and uh thank you for uh not pressuring me into feeling like i've got to be something for you I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to let you be you. We're just going to talk about this stuff and we're going to see where it goes. 
feel free to drop me a line. Uh, the best email address is just brian at brianstevens.com. But if you happen to send it to dialadrummer at gmail.com or faderjocks at gmail.com, either one of those, uh, that it'll get it to the right spot. Uh, let me know who you are, how you are, and what's going on with you, and uh, if you're getting something out of this. So that's all I got for you this week. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you. Uh, in front of you and thank you for being very accepting because uh, uh, yeah I'm a little quirky and uh, I'm only now beginning to embrace that and uh, thank you for uh, not pressuring me into feeling like I've got to be something for you I'm just going to be me I'm just going to let you be you we're just going to talk about this stuff and we're going to see where it goes feel free to drop me a line. Uh, the best email address is just brian at brianstevens.com. But if you happen to send it to dialadrummer at gmail.com or faderjocks at gmail.com, either one of those, uh, that it'll get it to the right spot. Uh, let me know who you are, how you are, and what's going on with you, and uh, if you're getting something out of this. So that's all I got for you this week. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.